0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 2336 today we're going to do a mid-season review gosh it seems crazy to think that we are already halfway through season two of the Mandalorian but today here we go mid-season review punch it (laughs) Hey, Ribble Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So here we are, four episodes into Season 2 of The Mandalorian. And boy, does it ever look a bit different from Season 1 of The Mandalorian through four episodes. But that is sort of you know the nature of the beast in one sense because of the fact that the first episodes of Season 1 of The Mandalorian had to set up the whole premise. It had to do a lot of world building very quickly And it had to set up the initial stakes for the Mandalorian and the child and also for Grief Karga and what would happen to the Mandalorian over the course of the next episodes in the season. But instead of setting up the main conflict, which is what the first episode in season one did, and then dealing with the fallout of that, which is what episode two did, and then creating, for all intents and purposes, the inciting incident for the rest of the series, which is what episode three did, we were able to jump right in with season two, episode one. However, this first half of Season 2 really has been defined by one particular concept, and it's a quid pro quo. The you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of situation. Episode 1, Cavant says, yeah, you can have the armor if you help me kill this great dragon. Episode 2, Frog Lady says, yeah, I'll show you where the covert is as long as you take me there, because I gotta go see it. Episode 3, Bo-Katan says, yeah, I'll tell you where to find the Jedi if you help us with this Gozanti cruiser. Episode 4 is Grief Kargis saying, yeah, we'll help you with repairs, but in the meantime, help us out with this Imperial facility. But then again, it's not like our hero Mandalorian is taking any bounty hunting jobs right now. So he's got to make these things happen somehow, right? I mean, he could have shot Cobb Vanth and just taken the armor for himself, but he's not that kind of guy he could have told the frog lady to take a hike once he found out that Trask was where he was supposed to go and yet he's not that kind of guy and he probably could have said oh forget it to Bo-Katan especially considering that they have very different beliefs about Mandalorian culture and what's proper and so forth but she had big information for him, and really, how is he possibly going to say no to that? And for as badly damaged as the Razorcrest was when it arrived back on Navarro, I don't know how he's able to you know, consider the possibility of saying, no, I'm not going to help you with this. Here, just take some cash, right? And fix my ship so I can be on my way. Yeah, they've already been through too much. So basically, these first four episodes have had a lot of opportunity for other characters to take advantage of the Mandalorian's good nature and the fact that he is not bounty hunting actively to get what they needed in order to give him the kind of information that he needs. So, yeah, I suppose that means that there's a bit of a form, if you will, to the way that these episodes are unfolding. I wouldn't say a formula, but certainly there is a basic form, a basic inciting incident for each episode, for all intents and purposes. And I will say also that something I've talked about with Season 1 of The Mandalorian, and about a clear divide that existed between the sort of Adventure of the Week episodes and the sort of mythology episodes does not seem to be present here in this second season. It does seem as though every episode is managing to advance the storyline in some fashion or another, even as we have an adventure of the week. For example, from the known perspective of the Star Wars novels, which has now been brought into the Disney Plus series, Boba Fett's armor was existing out there, and so there is a resolution, at least of that aspect, of the Boba Fett storyline, right, and it did advance something that we knew about Mandalorians and Mandalorian armor, and the fact that there was a Mandalorian presence on this other planet, the moon Trask, right, it took a couple of episodes to get there, but we got there for sure, and lo and behold, there were in fact other Mandalorians, but also there were other Mandalorians that tie into yet another storyline. So now the Mandalorian is actually becoming a bit of a nexus for other Star Wars storytelling, whether it was the novels or whether it was the original trilogy, if you want to look at it that way from the Boba Fett perspective, or the Clone Wars when you bring in Bo-Katan and Rebels for that matter. And now possibly working in Legends material with the dark troopers that are at the end of the fourth episode of the season and potentially working in the sequel trilogy as well if those crazy, creepy, watery containers in the Imperial Lab have anything to do with Sith experiments and experiments with injecting midichlorian-infused blood into test subjects. So with these first four episodes, not only have they expanded on the storyline from season one, but they've also managed to make it the word I just used, a nexus, a connecting point, if you will, for all sorts of different Star Wars storytelling. So this is... Really well done, and they are off to a spectacular start with this first half, in my opinion. I would love to hear how you feel about it too. Please do chime in wherever you catch the show that has a comment section or at home base at sw7x7.com. And there is something that, you know, as far as these first four episodes go, is kind of remarkable in retrospect. And it does say something about the next four episodes as well, which I will share with you in just a second, but I do just want to give a quick reminder again. About uh, feedingamerica.org and the fact that you can look up your local food bank or food pantry and donate or find a way to best help that local facility via feedingamerica.org. So, you know, this time of year obviously is a special one, especially here in America at least with Thanksgiving coming up, but it's additionally a situation where food security is about to become Uh, an even bigger issue than it already is with so many school systems talking about going back to remote instruction that becomes difficult for kids that were already participating in food programs at schools to make sure that they have food security that they are not going to go hungry that they're not going to miss meals and working with local organizations can help in that regard so once again feedingamerica.org check them out all right so the fascinating thing about these first four episodes is that if you go back and look at the trailer that they released for season two of The Mandalorian, the official trailer, and if you check out commercials that appeared afterward, everything that's in them has appeared already in the first four episodes. I think the only... Thing that I can think of from an image standpoint is a you know, sort of reflective, pensive image of Moff Gideon that was shared in Entertainment Weekly. But you know, there's no context for that one other than just you know, sort of a portrait-style photo with no other useful information around him. We have seen everything that they wanted to show us, so we are officially in the dark as we go into the second half of this season. We have. Absolutely no visual video reference for anything. All we know is that Dave Filoni is going to be directing the fifth episode, which makes sense since The Mandalorian should be on his way to go try to find Ahsoka Tano. We also know that Robert Rodriguez's episode has not debuted and Rick Famuyiwa is supposed to be directing an episode. That also has not come out yet and I believe it is episode 7, I want to say, that Rick Famuyiwa is supposed to be a writer on. So it would seem to suggest that he would be the director for that one too. But yeah, we are utterly and completely in the dark. This is completely uncharted territory and all the more exciting for that. So yeah, very cool stuff to come, we certainly hope. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. It just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be.